Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode here at Fort Worth Roots. This episode is sponsored by GW District. GW District is a place to shop small business and minority-owned businesses. Go to shopgwdistrict.com. I found out that they sell coffee. I drink about one to two pots of coffee a day. So I said, you know, let me go check this out. Um, I was worried that uh, the website was going to take too long to figure out, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of short on time. I'm trying to get this recording done, and I got a plane to catch this morning. But I jumped on the website, and I think I was on there for maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Super fast, easy to navigate. Went on there. I found the pantry, clicked on pantry, coffee, selected that. Gave me an option for ground or whole bean. I'm lazy. I'm getting the ground. I'm not doing that myself. I don't want a half-finished product. Um, anyway, moral of the story, really quick, easy to navigate. And uh, when the coffee shows up, I'm going to let you guys know if it's any good. So I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be great. But I'll tell you if it's if it's no good, you'll you'll know. I promise. <laughs> anyway, GW District, if you are the owner of a small business, uh, small or minority-owned business, you need to go check them out at GW. Uh, excuse me, shop GW District. Um, the owners of GW District understand how difficult it is to get your product in front of the relevant customers. All the things you need for marketing, you can find them here at shopgwdistrict.com. If you're a new business owner, this is a great place for you to start. Give these guys a chance. Uh, go check them out. And uh, the most important thing that you need to know as a growing business is that this is affordable. This is a tool that you need and it's affordable. So go check it out. Uh, GW District at shopgwdistrict.com. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping. Find all their information at cleanandclearlawnandlandscaping.net. This is your DFW solution for your landscaping needs at home or at the office. So residential or commercial. They specialize in sod. And if you'd like to check out the video that we did with the owner of Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping, you can go to our YouTube page. Go to YouTube, type in Fort Worth Roots, it'll pull right up. Steve, the owner of Clean and Clear, talks about this new sod and why it's superior to the other types of sod on the market and why it would be perfect for your Zone 8 yard here in North Texas. So... You're going to want to check this out. Um, if you're in the market for sod, go check out the video. If you're not in the market for sod, don't worry about it. But if you need anything done inside or outside, whether it's retaining walls, French drains, a new fence, give Stephen a call, 940-597-9252. He'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Again, that's cleanandclearlawnandlandscaping.net for all of your outdoor needs, whether it's home or business. All right, those are the ads. Usually, this is the part of the intro where I introduce the guest, but when I sat down with our guest, I did a pretty good job of introducing him on the spot, so we're going to roll right into that. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. Hello, friends. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. My guest today is a CW2 in the Army Reserves. He's a senior analyst for BNSF in the Finance Department. He recently started a new company called GW District. You can find them at www.shopgwdistrict.com. What's up, LJ? What's going on, man? <laughs> I love that intro. Yeah, I hope I don't get in trouble for that. Somebody was asking me, they're like, can you use that audio? I was like, it came with the system. They knew what I was going to use it for. It's for podcasters. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll use it until somebody says, "Cut it out." I mean, it's 
if it came with it, I say take it. It's got to be part of it. Man. Run with it's it. Really, really, really good to see you. It's great to see you, man. Let's you're looking you. good. You looking too. healthy. You are too. I know you're uh, currently in the middle of a, a physical fitness uh, reboot, but you're oh, yeah. looking good, man. I got Trying to see to. the guys up at the ASF about, I don't know, when was Doc saying? Two weeks ago now? Actually, it was, I think it was last Thursday. Oh, no. No, it wasn't last Thursday. Yeah, it was probably two weeks but ago. But anyway, I got to see all the guys, and dude, I, I was kind of choked up like the entire time I was there because yeah. I, I miss it so bad. I miss you. I miss yeah. the guys. It's It was just, it was like coming home and nothing had really changed. And see, I mean, I go through spurts like that, especially transitioning from uh, uh, a job that requires a trade into corporate America mm-hmm. because there's no love yeah, whatsoever. You sure. know, at least there's a little bit of a team building. It's like your brother at the ASF and you kind of rub each other the wrong way, but you know, you come back together or in some cases you don't, but, uh, <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, it, the corporate world, it's very choked up and, uh, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll slice you. Yeah. They'll shank you. Keep a box by your desk just in case. I, I do. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, working from home and this, this whole COVID thing, uh, a couple of times my, my internet has gone down or my VPN and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, am I fired? The like, so Skype's not working. This I can't is, log in. This is how they got. This is how they got such and such. They just shut it all down. Oh God! <laughs> then it comes back up, and I'm like, oh, okay. Nobody saw that. I live to fight another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It it really is day to day. So, um, what what got you out of the ASF? Because it, you know, I, I I feel like I was the first one to leave out of our, our little group, it, and then little were, by little, I'd hear, oh, you know, so and so left, yeah. and eventually LJ left. You were the, uh, and, and I'd worked for the ASF almost 10 years. Um, realistically, I went back to school after I became a warrant officer and really just worked on self-development. Um, I think you were there for a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. you know, I finished my bachelor's and then enrolled in my master's. And I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And why, am I, why am I building this education up just to do the same thing that I'm doing? Right. So realistically what drove me away was I, I felt my career progression had stopped. Yeah. And it was a, it was, it was tough because this is all I knew. This is like my first or my second real job. And I had this thing for a decade of my life and it's all I knew. So I was a little nervous. Um, but I knew in order to grow, I had to, to move on. And I mean, to be honest, and I don't know who will listen to this. I didn't have anything lined up. People call me crazy. And, yeah. uh, but I had had enough and I knew that if I quit and just spend a couple of months to clear my mind and work on something, something would develop. And I mean, it, it happened almost as soon as I quit, I got the call from the company I'm at now. So, yeah. uh, but I did spend, I mean, the onboarding process took, you know, about two months. So, uh, spent time doing backyard stuff, the honey do list. So, yeah. but it was great to clear my head. It was like a big burden was let off of me about my my career and where I was going in life, you know. So not too many people reboot in the middle of their thirties. Yeah. Well, um, sorry to ramble. No, that's what this is about. <laughs> I've I've got your uh, I've I've got your butt in a seat for the next three hours. So you just settle in and get ready to ramble. All right, that's right. <laughs> oh man, I need some coffee. Well, we can we can do that. I mean, I I brought my supplies. You need some coffee? I'll grab some here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, so, tell me a little bit about GW District. So, um, 
throughout my my ventures of you know tr- uh trials and failures with uh um entrepreneurship and helping other entrepreneurs I always had a a love or a passion to help small businesses succeed so um one day I was you know I have a lot of different friends that own different businesses and sell products and stuff and I'm always kind of plugging them sharing and all that mm-hmm. and one day you know I was looking around for marketplaces that cater to small and minority businesses and I really didn't see anything they have these small business directories they have you know websites where you know shop small you can get to this person's website but I kind of wanted to consolidate everything into one marketplace and and help facilitate the growth of small businesses and brands so uh that is my my passion and that is my vision so um I woke up one day and said I think I want to do this and I sat down well, actually, I have a whiteboard upstairs, and I have sticky notes, and just kind of developed it out. And I said, I think this, especially with you know, brick and mortars are shutting down left and right, businesses are shutting down. Uh, there's a lot of small businesses that could use, you know, um, a lot of people want to start businesses. So, um, so you're you're digging into. Uh kind of the the directory side of it you're trying to make it easier for people to find these small businesses uh no so the directory thing is done i want to my platform is more about put your products there think of it uh, think of it as a small business amazon okay so that's the best way i can i can articulate it uh i love that a place and so you might you might say well how do you guarantee uh that you're getting small businesses because i'm doing the business development right I'm going after. You're handpicking. I'm handpicking small businesses. Some of them have websites. Some of them don't. Um, as you know, the website cost overhead, and there are things. So I'm looking for those people as well. Mm-hmm. They have a dynamic product, but they don't want to pay the overhead for their for their website mm-hmm. and the financial charges and all that stuff. That stuff kind of adds up. So that's that's kind of where my niche is, and then um, I'm just focusing on small and minority owned business women owned business veteran owned businesses um yeah well there's a vacuum for it man because i just recently with all the the china stuff and right i'm like well tell you what i'm i'm over it i i want to buy texan i just want to buy texan made products so i kind of made that a thing like Mm -hmm. if i can't find texan i'll buy us if i can't buy us i'm not gonna buy it yeah that lasted about a week and I needed I needed a non metallic uh scraper. Yeah. I've since been told that I didn't need that, but I bought a cast iron pan and I didn't want to bang it up trying yeah. to treat this thing right, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be in the family for the next two hundred years. Yeah. So I gotta be gentle with this thing. I got one that's just about fifty years old. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I wanted the right spatula for it. I went to three different stores looking for a spatula. And I promise I'm getting to a point here. <laughs> No, no, and, and I have a question about this. But I, you... I couldn't find any single one product that that matched the description I needed that was not made in China, and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! Okay, yeah. well, we are fully you got reliant. me, China. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, but like what you're talking about, if so, immediately I'm like, well, if there was a place that I could go to and say, you know what, I just want to shop Texan, 
Okay, yeah. here it is. And I did look it up. And maybe there is a, a service out there or a website where you can find the stuff. I couldn't locate it. Yeah. So if it does exist, they're not marketing correctly because I was actively searching for it right. and could not find it. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it is not. I wouldn't say it's an easy feat to set up. Mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of. Uh, I mean, this came into fruition over four four weeks, but you know, um, from setting up websites for so long and doing different things. Uh, I was able to quickly set it up. It was the research part. The platforms don't exist to make this happen. You got to kind of piece things together to make it right. And uh, I'm all about customer service, full 360 ease of use. And so as my, I would research, try a product. And I was like, that's not going to be easy for my sellers. That's not going to be easy for my sellers. And then I found something. Then I have to test it. I ran orders through it and things of that nature. Um, because I want this to be easy for people, not not because I want them on my platform, but of course that, but I want it to be simple enough for someone to list their products and start making a profit. I, didn't, I You can list your products for free. Uh, the only way that we get paid is if you sell products, right. similar to Amazon. Take a percentage of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, you know, I just researched Amazon and tried to... Uh, compare with theirs and yeah. and go from there you know so the the onus is on you know and this is my wife and i and this family-owned thing um the onus is on us to really market your products and get them out there yeah and i, I don't feel like it's a a losing game for the entrepreneur the business owner who wants to put their products on there well you're in the right space at the right time because like you said brick and mortar dude it's gone Yes, yeah. and I mean, especially now with the yeah. coronavirus crap, it's like I thought, you, you I thought can't GNC, leave the house. You're not going into I, think I, GNC? I thought GNC went bankrupt, and then there was uh, Hertz went out of business and uh, rental car place. Yeah, they Damn. Went, well, they they bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, well, that's just to name a, a couple of them. But I mean, they're all over the place. They're dropping like flies. I know. Whoever's listening, uh, you know, Hertz is liquidating vehicles. <laughs> So, you know, go. I, I know you're like, uh, man, I don't want a rental car, but go get yourself a rental car and your side hustle is Uber with that rental car or, you know, that you buy from Hertz. There you go. Just saying. And it's okay if it smells like <laughs> French fries and asshole. Because it's not, I mean, yeah, that's just your, your, your commuter hoop, hoopty. Those but, rental cars always have that, oh, they that do. weird funk. It smells like French fries and butt. And all the mechanics, <laughs> <laughs> all the mechanics don't sound quite right. You know, the right. engine sounds like it's. It's got a hundred thousand miles on it. It's got it's a 10, rental 000. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I think we're seeing a, a drastic change in the world and, and especially, you know, especially in the United States of how we are doing business. I mean, uh, I've used Uber and Grubhub more than ever before, you know, yeah. and it be, used to be, I'd get the same Uber guy, uh, Uber Eats guy, but now it's like, I got Doris in her minivan and I got, you know, it's like, dang, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, people are struggling right now. And I, I interviewed a lady. Awesome. Uh, she, she, uh, she's an opera singer. She's a musician. Oh, she she kind of, she has a broad range. Basically she's, she was telling me, she was like, anybody will let me sing. I'm in. <laughs> uh, but she, you know, there's not a job that she won't tackle. And she's been doing, that's great. Uh, Uber eats and DoorDash yeah. and all that stuff. Just, and basically just to make ends meet. Cause yeah. it's, it's bad right now. It's yeah. bad for everybody. I was so. talking to a guy. Uh, he, he at the beginning of COVID, he, he lost his job, and he was talking about how he 
I think he read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And he literally was like, look, he started investing and driving Uber and doing every odd job he could to mm-hmm. to survive. And, you know, he's got, I think he's trying to develop a podcast and some other stuff. But, yeah, it's just inspirational to see, you know, Americans getting after it however they can, yeah. you know. So um, we're certainly an adaptable society. I mean, it's it's crazy to see the things that have been transpiring since it all took place. I mean, I, I want to say two to three days after it all hit, you walk into a convenience store and they got the plexiglass hanging from the, the ceiling tiles and uh, things are marked off signs everywhere. I mean, it was just it was it was very quick. I mean, and, yeah. and then uh, the markets, everybody's trying to adapt. I mean, you got to yeah. adapt or die with every one of these businesses. So yeah. you're seeing all sorts of. Uh, different programs available and different ways of getting their message out. Um, and and the, the companies that aren't able to adapt, they're, right. they're gone. And, and I think some of those companies were so financially strapped anyway For that sure. they couldn't afford a blip. So that's a, they that's were, a big part of it. You know, they're on their way out. But yeah, yeah. when this whole thing snapped off, um, my, my father was in the, the hospital he had a oh no yeah he had a thing i i i think it's COVID. i don't know but he had a thing he couldn't breathe you know he was very very when was this this was uh like a week before they start shutting everything down okay he was in the er and then anyway they come out and i'm like hey don't take that out they're saying old people are real susceptible you guys are in that high risk category and my mom's like i'm like it's crazy out here and my mom's like I survived through the gas shortage of 19 whatever. And I said, Mom, uh, listen. This different. This is very different. Very, very different. Uh, Gotta love that tenacity, though. Yeah. I was like, this is like an economic, you know, we're seeing something that this could change the future forever. And uh, And you're you're saying this back in February? Yeah, February, March, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of a foresight guy I, yeah. I could see the dominoes before they i was trying man but i yeah. couldn't yeah it was I, bothering I, me because i knew i wasn't seeing it oh yeah i mean i could see the dominoes before um and and that's my problem when you try to explain that to people they're like ah that's not, <laughs> that's not possible and then two months later i'm like i i said that but okay yeah. <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm remembering a lot of conversations you, me and you used to have and you'd get so frustrated trying to explain simple shit to me that i just couldn't grasp you know what I learned? Communicate. I I am te- I'm like it makes sense in my head, but I'm terrible at communication. Well, everybody believes that they are a good communicator, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't believe that at all. Well, you're just sp- smarter than most. <laughs> no, I. Don't. I've been married, you know, fifteen years. I, I, I'm a terrible communicator. So, uh, I would say so. Yeah. So with with my mom, I'm like, hey, don't go out. I'll go grocery shopping for you. Mm-hmm. So my mom, she's like, I want, you know, soy vegan egg milk, some kind of crazy thing. And I said, listen, all that shit's gone. Okay. Yeah. It's just milk yeah. or it's just, and she's like, well, I, you know, so I go to Kroger. Kroger looks like it got hit by some sort of tornado. Yeah. And I FaceTime her and she's like, well, what do they have? So I FaceTime her. I turn the camera around and she goes, Oh my God, is that Kroger? And I'm like, yeah, I told you, stuff's crazy out here. And she was like, oh, these people are losing their minds. So anyway. Well, and it was 
Milk was hard to find there for a little bit. I yeah. think it's okay now. Yeah. Uh, eggs. You couldn't find eggs to save your life. How do you think the gluten-free and vegan folk are we're holding up during that? <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they're like, to I'm hell not, with the diet. It, disclaimer, I'm not making fun of them. How I'm dare just, you, sir? I'm not making fun of them. I'm just wondering, because their stuff is in such short supply, and I know it went like that. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I wasn't on it. Um, I, I was on a vegan kick. I think I made it like 28 days and some change. But uh, it's a hard lifestyle. It didn't work for me. I was able to do it, but I felt like I got fat, like fatter. I put weight on, too, and I tell uh, people that, and they're like, what is your problem? Yeah, I... I uh, no, yeah. no, it didn't work for me. Well, the thing is, you can, you, well, somebody coined a really funny term the other day. Uh, I can't remember it, but anyway, you can be a vegan and not eat healthy. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of bad shit out there that's yeah. not a meat byproduct, and uh, it's loaded <laughs> with carbs and calories. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I did the same thing, man. I put weight on. I felt yeah. like shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I need to give it another shot because I was not doing it right, and I know that. Yeah, I think... Uh, Genetically speaking, I, I think. Oh, don't give yourself an easy out. I know, <laughs> but but I will say, you know, everybody's genetics are a little bit different. So, like how they, you know, how their body adapt. It takes sure. a while for your body to adapt to it. Oh, so, yeah. the thing that I found that works for me, and some people hate it, they think it's cult like. But the keto thing works for me. The keto yeah. and fasting and working out just it works for me. So yeah. that's what you know, I dropped like two years ago. I dropped like thirty pounds and. Four or five months, yeah. and uh, yeah, and but then when I started working, okay. everybody's retiring, so there's cake. <laughs> everybody's like, "Hey, we're celebrating such and such today. Yeah. Uh, get you some tacos." Yeah. You know, and I was like, "Goodness!" And I'm sitting in this chair all day, mm-hmm. and I could feel my pants getting tired <laughs> by the minute. <laughs> shirt, you know, and what really did it for me is. Yeah, I take a picture with my wife, or somebody takes a picture, and I'm right. just like, "Good God, is that me?" Yeah, that's that. <laughs> I think that's the tipping point for most men. You know, we we. I saw something the other day. It said like men, whenever they look in the mirror, they they believe that they are you know x amount of pounds lighter, that yeah. they are more attractive, and all yeah. that. Women have a reverse effect in the mirror, but right. when we see a picture, that's whenever it hits. And I've had that happen to me, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Whenever that uh, last deployment that you and I went oh, together. Yeah. Because you were chiseled on that thing. Well, man. after Dre got a hold of yeah. me, because Dre took a picture of me in, in our room, and uh, I had no idea. And I looked at that picture, and I just went, shit. <laughs> I, just, I looked like yeah. hammered crap, man. I, I just No muscle tone, all my, <laughs> you know, my gut, my side, my yeah. love handles, all of it. Yeah. And uh, You look great now, though. Well, You're um, doing good. I'm, I'm not... I'm not in the gym like I should right now. I mean, yeah. I'm cutting, but I'm doing like what you're talking about. You know, I'm trying to keep it as keto as possible. Yeah. I'm failing. But the one thing that I can subscribe to and stick with is the um, fasting. The fasting. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I try not to get too crazy with it, but we were talking about this before we started recording. There's days whenever it's possible to go, you know, maybe you do a 40 hour fast, maybe yeah. you do a 50 hour fast. You can't do that very frequently, no. but, you know, that's a way to, you know, Knock yeah. half a pound off real yeah. quick. Yeah, because your body just goes, especially if you're already in keto, your your, your body just goes in overdrive because your brain, everything that you need to function is just like, ah, give me, give me, give me, give me. So that 16-hour that mark, I don't know if it's like this for you. Maybe you can tell me um, if you're experiencing something similar. But whenever I hit that 16-hour mark and my body goes into that 
like, oh, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I feel a switch, like mentally. Yeah. I get more energy. I, I, I feel like I can think clearer. Yeah. And it lasts for three or four hours. Yeah, it does, that doesn't work for me at all. No? It doesn't happen. <laughs> I just go to sleep because I'm, I'm, I'm in so much pain. Really? <laughs> like, please. See, for me, at the 12-hour mark, that's when my body's like, hey, what are you doing? Where's the carbs? I need some food. Cheese, meat, now. My wife is like, just drink some water and i'm like oh, no baby this ain't this ain't working okay you know? so what what are the hour marks for you do you, do you have so like- that's just on my 24 but i i run a uh for a long time i was running about 15 hours and then i think it was it last week or the week before i i started going 18 and now my goal is to eat once a day in a 24-hour period yeah um, which feels easier to me to do yeah. than when I first started. Uh, but some days I do feel like shit, you know. Yeah. So some days I'm gonna have a, have a little sugar with, you know, something I'm gonna drink orange juice or, or something like that. But for the most part, I'm I'm focused. Do you have a thing that you just cannot stay away from if it's in the house? Any kind of juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so far from what I've. Uh, my mine is a uh, Rocky Road, Bluebell Rocky Road. Ah, uh, yeah. I I am convinced that if uh, if this isn't all just a product of evolution and chance, that the Creator put us on this planet to develop Rocky Road ice cream. I'm telling you, I love it so much, man. If it's in the house, I'm screwed. I can go through half a gallon in two days. All right, so here's here's the thing, right? I do have a few things that are like that. Um, juice is just these. <laughs> It's it's the perfect two o'clock drink, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning drink. But, um, you know, we have we have friends over or something like that, and they'll bring snacks and goodies, and yeah. I go, this food this food has to be consumed, or you take it with you. <laughs> that or, you know, if it's in my house, I'm like, it's got to be consumed. Is my civic responsibility? People starving. <laughs> it's my civic responsibility, and so I will go through a few days of it's got to be done. Because <laughs> I got to get it out of here some kind of way for America. I, I can't. I can't just throw it away. That's that's rude. So yeah. Uh, but I will say chips and salsa is probably another oh, one. Shit, it's yes. so hard. Yeah. So I'm, hard. I you know I'm my uh, my family comes from Midland, Texas, far far right. west, far far west Texas. Yeah. And uh, you know you go much further in El Paso, but um, Tex Mex is. I mean, it is the food. Yeah. And uh, I, that's pretty much Texas wide. Queso. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> man, I got to have, I got to have Tex-Mex once a week. I got to. And the chips and salsa, before the food even gets near the table, I'm, I'm up a thousand calories. I got to yeah. have it. Yeah. But you know what you could do? And well, what I do is when I have a, a splurge, I say, okay, you know what comes next? A fast. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah. So you splurge now, but you're going to be... 24 hours you're gonna well and i see it coming too so i'm i'll I'll usually i'll do like a 16 hour fast before i do something like that yeah smart and then yeah same same thing because that food that you're splurging on isn't readily available so your body is still pulling that fat so yeah you know but it's a it's a process man (laughs) we had a we were having a debate with someone about text he brought up tex-mex and i feel like tex-mex and calimex is a thing like is Cali Mex different? Oh, it's so much different. 
And I think it's so much better than Tex Bex. It's it's a thing. It, but here's the thing. I LJ. grew up I grew <laughs> up in California. So our our form of Mexican food is so different. So you haven't Okay. So two friends of mine, for the listeners, moved from California to Texas. And I think probably in the same week, if not the same day. LJ that's sitting with me here today. Mm. And Sam Iwasaki. Yeah. Did, did y'all I mean it was almost the same week. Uh, I think he, you know, he moved before. It was pretty close, right around Thanksgiving, and I moved right after Christmas. Okay, so I'm off by a month or two. But um, anyway, they moved here from California. LJ, it it seems like after your statement just now, you're still hanging on to those California roots. Saki got a tattoo of Texas on him, and he Uh changed his signature to include the silhouette, the the border of Texas (laughs) in his signature, so that everything he signs. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I mean. He went full Texan, man. I, li- I like. What's the holdup? I like Texas for <laughs> numerous reasons. Uh, and don't take this the wrong way, but not that, I'm not that far. Can't go, you never, I can't go full. Can't go full Texas. You know, so, uh, but, you know, I'm a Cali kid. That's just, that's where I grew up. And the difference between, I guess, me and Sam is, you know, he he always wanted to be in Texas. Yeah. For me, it was a more of a lifestyle thing. I wanted yeah. a better life and opportunity for my family, right. so which is why I live in suburbia yeah. with the traffic, the targets, oh, dude, I was the Costco's. Listen, we, I got to pick a bone with you. <laughs> Those right. roundabouts. <laughs> no, to hell with the roundabouts. But as far as like established cities go in the United States, there was only one road in the entire United States, I think, that is as bad as the one in front of your subdivision, and it's Bonds Ranch. Bonds Ranch. In between Saginaw, Maine, and 287. Yeah. That, the devil made that, that road. Uh, the city planner was on vacation perhaps, or something. Perhaps, but it was like uh, they put the cart before the horse on it. You know, they were oh, like, yeah. you know, let's develop, let's develop a thousand homes right here. With um, one road to enter and exit on. And a railroad track and let's expand the railroad track and put two tracks there and then let's throw a QT a roundabout roundabouts are un-American <laughs> two roundabouts then I oh, what, they had a, a stop sign there For that didn't week. work they had red lights there and it didn't work and then they put the roundabouts down and a, um, about a year later they ripped the roundabout back out and put a bigger roundabout and then another one and uh, I was like, hey, what about us over here on Bonds Ranch who can't even get out of our... Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I've... I wonder, has that affected property value? Because that has gotten no. worse and worse no. and worse and no. worse. As you pulled up, you could probably see there are three houses for sale and all three sold within a week. Yeah. People, it's I wonder if the school re- district. Maybe the realtor just like, whoa, <laughs> has another means of getting them to the neighborhood I, so they don't see it. I, maybe. There is a back way now. I should not be talking this much mess on your home, but I have had to deal with that road, as you know, for years, and it drives me nuts. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. You know, you go out there, it's like Mad Max trying to merge and get into the, yeah. you know, but our neighborhood right now is focused on something much more important, Spectrum, Internet, and their faulty infrastructure. <laughs> Tell me more, sir. Oh, man. Uh, there's a there's a war between, like, AT&T and spectrum here okay and yeah i bounce between both services but lately you know 
Spectrum has been the topic on the Facebook page, <laughs> and it is like a, a, a mutiny. Yeah. It's mountain, mounting to the point where, yeah, I throw in my little two cents. I trolled too, too much, but <laughs> I said, you know, maybe we should sign a petition. Why would you do this? Oh, man. I think <laughs> caught fire. I love it. It was great. Can we get someone else in here? Because capitalism is what's going to drive better uh, products here in this neighborhood. You know, it's competition. That's what it should be. And everybody's like, yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn, Master <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> That's evil. Uh, I just want better internet. But, yeah. yeah so Crazy that I'm, I'm surprised at, one, internet connectivity. Uh, kind of like what you're talking about. Uh, anything that comes on a wire. Um, and then cell phone signal. I yeah. mean, here we are, 2020, DFW, and we're having trouble with these basic yeah. systems. It's because, it's because you know, the, tef- the Texas economy and the infrastructure is like, hey, come on down. I get it. But we're not going to invest in our city infrastructure. We just want businesses yeah, to come. No, I fully understand what you're talking about. I, I get it. It's I just don't accept it, and it makes me upset. I don't. I, it makes me I'm right there with you I'm like look you know because they were trying to build a, down bonds they were trying to build apartment complexes Jesus they went to the council I, with like pitchforks <laughs> like you better fix they can't that road put anything yeah. else on this road it's real simple too and I don't know what the problem is or why they can't get this done one 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 reason they can't get it done is because if they shut this road down for an hour Everybody would lose their minds. But all they need to do is expand that road. They do. Put two more lanes on. I've heard that between the county, see the county, the DPS, DPW, it's like there's like three entities that own uh, three different parts of the roads and the different oh, sides. God. And so it's a, a, a squabble about who should pay for what. So there's that. And because for the longest time, I thought it was just like some, you know, bird or ant farm that we couldn't <laughs> just plow through. Like so we you're normally thinking do. like a Californian right there. <laughs> I'm like, is it just a, is there a, it could be the last one of an, a certain kind of animal. And here in Texas, we would just pave right over its I head. Know. That's why I was like, what's going on? Is there a penguin? <laughs> what is going on? Is it the last known summer penguin? Of <laughs> it's like, come on. But yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's all the politics and red tape and. That's that's what I've been told. Um, well, they sure put those. I mean, the the rate at which they changed the traffic control systems at those two intersections that you're talking about yeah. was amazing. Stop sign one week, uh, traffic light the next. Yeah. Roundabouts coming two weeks later. I mean, it was. It was and I'm wild. thinking about the money. I'm like, man, how much money are we spending? And this contractor is making good money. Oh, you think it's the same one? Oh, I'm it's probably, not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you're right. It's it's the same contractor, and he's he's screwing the whole thing up. But it's not it's not even about that intersection. Yeah. The problem is you could do whatever you wanted to with that intersection, um, but it's still only two lanes. Yeah. About a hundred thousand right. residents, right. and now a GDQT down the street. Yeah. I can't believe they put that there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best thing about that QT is, uh, you know, midnight runs mm-hmm. for those. Uh, yeah. What is a little. Starving alcoholics. Yeah, <laughs> those dog, those little dog things. You know, those little buffalo chicken things. Those are oh those are great. no, yeah. no LJ. Well, that's how you get. That's how you blow up. <laughs> uh, they, I don't they, do it anymore. Do you ever get the little three meat 
slice of pizza. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. that's uh, I didn't I didn't prepare today. I didn't make breakfast or lunch, so f it. I'm gonna grab this real quick. Oh. Yeah, I, I made that choice quite a few times over the past five <laughs> years. Yeah, it's it's not. It ends up, man. I tell you what, I was really surprised by. Um, I walked in there a minute ago to get my my customary energy drink. Mm-hmm. I usually have one of these when I'm doing these podcasts. But um, I walked in there and I've got my mask because I'm a I'm a good citizen. I fought it for a really long time because I'm like the mask is stupid. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> Wear your mask, y'all. You're an idiot. Don't don't tell me that this is going to do shit because it won't. Yeah. Right. I I understand how things work. I'm a genius. Right. So I stuck to my guns on that for a while, and then the mayor of Fort Worth was like, "Please start wearing your mask." Right. I'm like, "All right." I really like Betsy Price. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing my mask. Yeah. No problem. And then I was further validated when Greg Abbott came down. I was like, wear your damn mask. Now it's a thing. <laughs> right? And so then the city was like, okay, we were asking. Now we're telling you. Yeah. So I walk into QT, and they've got the signs on the door. It says, yeah. mask required. And I'm like, cool. All right. Walk in. Got my mask on. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this because I don't want to get in trouble, but QT employees are in there, no mask. That's that's strange. I've been in there. They usually have masks on. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was just like a... There was a guy... A one-off. I, perhaps. Um, I went in there the other day, um, and uh, <laughs> my wife's got masks in the car, so yeah. um, I haven't been an advocate for the mask. I'm going to be honest with you. Because I have like one of those logic things where I'm like, if everybody's wearing a mask, then I'm safe. So, why <laughs> so do I, I don't need to. <laughs> so why don't you? Anyway, you are the problem. I sir. know. I am. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, so um, I get out the car and I turn and there's a sheriff there and I was like, Was he wearing a mask? I I couldn't tell. He was in his car with his with his lokes on, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> I, I I tell my son he's with me and I go. Just grab me a mask. <laughs> put this thing on, man. Let me go in here. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say you got guilted into it, but you 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 had the fear of reprisal. That's what uh, the I, issue I was, was I was nervous. They're going to be out here <laughs> citing people and finding people, and I don't. Well, apparently it's a pretty hefty fine too. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't want that. Unbelievable. Fine. I can't yeah. afford it at this point in my life. Well, how much is it? I think it starts at like two hundred, but then the next one is like there is no. It, it jumps to like 700 or maybe I read that wrong or something like yeah. that, but you don't want it. No, nah, I don't nah, yeah. I wear the mask, breathe in that hot air, but yeah, I'm yeah. not excited about it. And honestly, I, I still don't think it, Whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. We're back. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, the, the mask really does anything, but, but I'm not a scientist or a, right. uh, biologist or you know anybody that's qualified to make that decision so if the the mayor of the city that i love and respect is uh telling us to wear those masks i'm just gonna go ahead and do it um i don't have to like it but now i'm i'm one of the other people whereas before i was like i'm not wearing a mask because i don't have to and it doesn't make sense now i'm wearing the mask and i'm walking into places and i'm seeing people not wearing i'm like hey motherfucker what's your problem what are you doing why that's don't probably you have how people, a mask on? That's probably how people are looking at me. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Because yeah. my my the change for me was immediate. As soon as I put the mask on, now I'm a hero. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm 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 mildly annoyed by it. Oh, I'm extremely know? annoyed by it. Um, Amaya and I went to, uh, I took her to the nail salon, and they were like, "Got to be masked to be up in here." Sure. And then at the same in the same token, they go, "Drink, sir. <laughs> Beer. Sure. Give me a really small straw." Yeah. 
So, so I'm, I'm a, and people probably can't see it, but I have my mask on. Oh, they can see. Oh, they just got to go to YouTube. Yeah. So I have my, I have my mask on and I, I flip my mask up to take swigs of my beer. And I said, this is not the way a man should have to drink a beer <laughs> is, is with this. So then the mask transitions from my face all the way to the top of my head. And I'm just drinking beer and looking around just, you know, frustrated. My wife is hysterically laughing at me she's like you're crazy and i'm like i'm i'm not going to do this up swig thing i can't drink a beer like that i'm upset you know so yeah i mean and she, she's big on wear the mask you know take the supplements and all that and i'm like honey i, I, I i've been overseas yeah, there's worse stuff over there. I'm with you. I think you and I are probably immune <laughs> I was for like, for a few different reasons. You yeah, know, we got inoculated against everything, yeah. uh, hypothetical and not. I mean, we were, you yeah. know, if if there's a vaccine out there, we got it. Yeah, and uh, exactly. not only that, but we've breathed in some pretty wicked, probably bacteria and <laughs> viruses that, you know, we've we've got superhuman blood running through our veins. Yeah, I I really would be interested. Um, surely somebody's going to do this experiment or just kind of pull a data set from a group of veterans that have deployed within the last five to 10 years yeah. and, and, and see how they were affected by coronavirus because I'm betting there's going to be a huge, redu- Oh yeah. man, it's probably going to be massive. <laughs> and just, all an- the crap we were exposed to. <laughs> Anthrax is like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm sorry. You're not on the list. Well, you're new here. You're bottom, Ow. bottom yeah. of the food chain there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't. But, I don't see anything outside of Ebola affecting us. Yeah, I mean, but that's my ignorance. Like I said, not a scientist, not a biologist. That's true. And and <laughs> when I yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking, man. I literally walked around in sandstorms with sand fleas and <laughs> biting me, and they're the whole threat of murders and everything else. And I'm like, nah, nah. Forget your COVID. Yeah, no. Nah. I, I mean, I don't want to be, you know, disingenuous, but I, I, I will comply and I will do. I wore my mask yesterday at Home Depot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to pick up some things. Um, made my kid wear, wear the mask. I will comply. But, yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, for Abbott, Governor Abbott, I think he just, I think he moved it too quickly. And I think you have to find a balance between the economy and public Man, he had health. to do something, though. You know? Right. And so, like, when he was opening, I was like, great. He's got a great progressive open. Sure. However, I think I've, I'm not anybody. I'm not a politician or anything. But I think I would have said, hey, 25% for a couple of months. Yeah. And 50% for a couple of months. Not, it was like every week it was phased, you know, 25, 50, 75. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Or, you know, like, I think that 50 should be six weeks down the road. And I know business is struggling. But this is the best that we can do to keep balance between public health and and the economy. I get it. I think the real problem is that, one, we didn't have the people pulling the trigger, the ones making the decisions, writing things into law and policy. They didn't have any more information than you and I sitting here. That's true. Right? So they're trying to do what is best for the community based off of nothing. Right. They're getting misinformation. They're getting good information and bad um, and they're just trying to do what they can. Um, so we got to cut them some slack on oh, that. Definitely. Yeah. Can we do this shit better next time? Oh yeah. yeah. There, people yeah. need to have, we need to have a set policy for this, yeah. which we should have had beforehand. We might have, but it might've been like one of those things where it flew out the window. 
yeah. because this this thing kind of defied. You know, I, I feel like the CDC had an idea of what it could be, but I don't know if everybody took it as seriously um, policy wise. Yeah. Like, we've, you know, it's been a hundred years since the Spanish flu or whenever, and you know, we're we're so far advanced in science that. I think we became cocky as a society and as a world because with COVID, right? When it started in China, I saw it all. I was reading the news and I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I wonder how many flights to China we had. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, man, as it started to develop and I was, I had that little tracker map, Johns Hopkins tracker map. I was like, this is January, Mm -hmm. mind you. I'm like, oh, it's been here. Yeah, it's probably been here since last year. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. And uh, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah, because it was this thing hides very well, and it Mm -hmm. can be asymptomatic. We're learning that it can be asymptomatic and everything. It just depends on how your body reacts, your immune system reacts to it. And um, so I was like, man, this thing has been here. And so as the tracker started to pop up, I realized something that we didn't have adequate testing. And so a lot more people had it than we. Maybe they thought they had the flu, yeah. But a lot more people had it than they than they even let on, yeah. and we were actually way further down the road than mm-hmm. than we we knew. So again, this is one of those you know foreshadowing things that I that I thought, and I told a couple of people, and they're like, "Nah, I just got here," and I was like, yeah. oh, "I don't think I don't think." think so well the rate at which it expanded and affected even smaller cities i mean it's crazy how fast it spread so yeah. i i i think that there's a lot of validity to what you're saying because i mean just at the speed at which it spread yeah. and it it would be easy to say okay well let's look at the let's look at the data that we have right when did we discover that people were starting to get infected when we started testing. When we started testing. But we didn't have test kits. And we didn't have a right. lot of test kits. So, yeah. So, so as we started to increase the testing facilities, as we started to improve our testing procedures, the case numbers went through the roof. Right. And is that because the infection was spreading that quickly? Or is it because we're testing? I think anybody that's, you know, going to sit here and take all bias out and all just right. use their head is going to realize that there's a, there's a possibility that it was because of the... Uh, rollout of better testing and more testing yeah. facilities. I mean, that's a possibility. It's something to consider. Yeah. I, definitely something that I considered and, and, you know, as they started, as they started testing, I started seeing the numbers. I was like, okay. And then I was like, I wonder if they can tell if you had it prior. And then I started thinking, man, so many people probably thought they had the flu mm-hmm. back in like, I want to say like, for instance, last October, uh, I had a fever, terrible cough, everything. And I was like, oh, because I don't get the flu like that. Right. With, so when I got sick, I was like, oh, it must be my three-year anniversary of catching the flu or something. <laughs> so, but even I started thinking back, man, I felt terrible. A lot of people are saying that. And, uh, but I was out at Papa Do's. <laughs> <laughs> Being irresponsible. But I had, it, it so happened that it happened when I had three friends come in town. Sure. So I was like not about to have these guys waste their money to come see me right. just to be up in the bed sick. Mm-hmm. And so sorry people. And I, I sanitized my hands many times, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right with, with the, the testing and I, man, there was another point I was going to make about that, but I just, 
at this point, like I, I thought I heard that Houston um, was skyrocketing recently. Everybody is. I mean, Dallas uh, and Fort Worth have had the highest numbers since all this started just recently. And that's why the masks are going back on. Yeah. Abbott rolled everything back to 50% in restaurants. And yeah, I mean, yeah. And so I've heard that businesses are not, you know, certain businesses are just saying don't ever come back and just work from home. Some businesses are like saying uh, January 2021. Um, I know personally our business has tried, they have tried to put together a plan and strategy and it's like we get set on a date and um, so the, the government or something happens and things change and, yeah. and we got to push that date back. But I just unfortunately think, yeah, I was telling someone yesterday or the day before I said, this is a two year to three year process. Mm-hmm. And as Americans, uh, we want to get back to normal. Right. And we need to accept the fact that we can't just do that. Yeah. And well, even the people that are being the most uh, conservative about this whole thing, they're getting tired of it too. Yeah. You know, I mean the people that were stay at home, social distancing, wear your mask, yeah. they're fed up too. Everybody's starting to like lose, uh, kind of that that composure that was there yeah. two months ago when everybody was all on board yeah. trying to do the right thing and now you, the traffic is right back to where it was i know like the day after i was like yeah. goodness gracious and i think as americans we're that hyperactive kid mm-hmm. that we're well, we've been trained to be like that and, and it's like sit still and they can't mm-hmm. and Unfortunately, that's what we need to do. Well, think know? about it. I mean, uh, through the advertising machine and the, the free market, there's something every weekend to do. There's always something, yeah. some sale, some holiday, some, there's always something. Yeah. And uh, that's all been taken away. So now people are at home. Domestic violence has gone up. I mean, yeah. divorce rates through the roof. Yeah, I bet. People I, aren't used to this. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> now, me personally, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a homebody, so... Oh yeah, there was really no change. For no me. problem for me either. Although I got to be <laughs> around my family more, yeah. spend time. We got to, you know, my you know my wife. She typically would uh, work out at the gym. That's done. So now we're working out together in the garage. Right. So there's been some bonds forged that are better for us, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm. I guess you know hunt the good. Yeah. As they say. Well, whenever they close down the schools. And people started working from home. I want to say this is like week two, week three, when all this stuff started rolling out. I started noticing kids outside, walking, riding bicycles. Yeah. You did not see that before. Yeah. And it's not just that they were out of school. I mean, the parents didn't have nothing to do with them. Yeah. So they were just... Now, when I say that, I don't mean that they didn't want to have anything to do with their children. I mean, they didn't have anywhere to go with them. So right. there was, there was activities happening in front yards. I saw kids outside in their driveways with sidewalk chalk. Oh yeah. There's a lot of that. I mean, I, we played basketball pretty much every day. He probably passed the court on the way in. Yeah. I mean, we just go out there and play basketball yeah. as a family. And it, it kind of sucked because, you know, the neighbor's kids come over and be like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. I don't mean to be this way. I want to play basketball with you, but Let's just keep our... Unless you can play basketball by not touching the ball and yeah. staying six feet awake, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that I was, like, worried about getting it. It's just I just am trying to abide by oh, yeah. the rules. And some people will hear this and judge and be like, no. you know, you're not a rebel. No, I'll, give you a really good, <laughs> I'll give you a really good example. Morgan, um, you know, she went through all that chemo and everything recently. 
So her immune system is still affected by all that. Like it takes years to get over something right. like that. Well, she went over to, cause, okay. So everybody's trying to teach your kids from home. Mm-hmm. So a family member wanted to, um, now before I tell this story, turns out I had the details screwed up and it was not what it seemed like. So anyway, um, anyway, so they needed, a somebody to, uh, tutor the kids. So Morgan, she's a, she's a educator. Mm-hmm. They hit her up. She's like, sure, I'll come tutor your kids. No problem. They're family anyway. So, yeah. um, so she goes, she makes a trip across town. She's teaching these kids. And, um, this goes on, I think two days in a row. And somewhere in the middle of this, she finds out that the kids that she's teaching have been playing with the kids across the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. No big deal. Right. Except the mother is a nurse at a hospital in the coronavirus wing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, every alarm goes off. I go from a zero to a hundred. I'm now I'm lit. I'm super upset. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going back over there. Not that, <laughs> not that I get to make that call, but I'm, right. you know, right. I'm like, no, no, no way. Anyway, we found out later that that, wasn't 100 percent the case like they were playing outside but like her kids were on this side of the street yeah. those kids stayed over there and uh i'd blown it out of proportion everybody blew it out of proportion because the yeah. way it, the way it was written on a in through a text message or something like that the kids are outside playing with you know whatever kids right. and and it, they need something to do because their mother's under quarantine well, so they're not allowed to go anywhere uh, yeah it's like and hold on a minute <laughs> some sort of social interaction i mean you know gotta have it my older kids, you know, they manage because they're in a stage of their life where they're, you know, they're kind of uh, doing their own thing, right. moving into that realm. How old are your kids now? I have a 13, going to be 14. And then I've got a 11, going to be 12. Okay. Uh, they're just developing into their own, who they're going to be. Right. Yeah, now I have the younger one. He's uh, seven. He's more of a social interaction kid. Right. So this is tough for him. And so we set up you know, the Zoom phone calls, we, we we let them typically, I limit the video games, but I'm like, hey man, I get it. But we try to keep a balance between going outside, riding bikes, doing different stuff, just to keep them, you know, their minds going. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I firmly believe this is a two or three year thing. Uh, the school that they go to just released a... <laughs> 16 point plan I don't know I'm exaggerating but it's like would you rather have A B C D E and of course all the parents are on there like well I want B and F you know and other parents are like I want A you know and it's like I'm not used to that type of leadership like I understand good parental feedback but at the end of the day somebody's gonna have to make a decision make a decision you know because as these schools got out with the whole COVID thing, they were just like, they had no plan, like you said, and I didn't fault them or anything like that, but like they came up with a plan and the parents, I I firmly believe parents ruined everything because it was like, <laughs> they were calling the superintendent yeah, and I don't like this. I don't like that. And, and they're blowing up and it's like, what about the educators who have families who now have to educate their own kids who, yeah, now have to worry about their own safety and somehow take a in-seat curriculum and put it into an online format. I think most parents have the emotional uh, maturity 
to see it the way that you're talking yeah. about. I think that by far and wide, 99.9% of parents, just like what you're talking about, but the loudest voices out there right now I'm are the people you. that just can't, you know, they're not going to have their life disrupted and I don't care what happens to the yeah. educator. You know, I just thought you got a group of people out there and they're going to be the loudest ones. I just think that's probably the most selfish thing ever because, you know, I, I love my kids teachers and I was like, I'm bearing with them. I'm I'm even sending them text messages. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. That's awesome. You know, because it's like, until you're an educator, you don't even, and I've never been an educator, but I can only imagine, you know, most parents can't sit with their kids for 10 minutes. So, (laughs) which they're finding out (laughs) somebody, somebody sits with your kid all day and tries to teach them. and, And then you pass them off to like a video game or whatever when they come home. And so I'm sitting there like, man, and then the fact that they've got to make sure their kids mm-hmm. are focused. So, you know, I'm very appreciative of teachers during this time. For sure. And I'm very frustrated with parents who are, at least in this situation, like you said, the loudest voice in the room calling. Because, you know, some parents transition to work from home. And if they had smaller kids, who's, who's going to sit with the six-year-old if we, yeah. if we both got to work? And uh, so one person, so the school, long story short, they said, okay, we got too much screen time and stuff. So we're going to pull back on that and they'll just complete like more packets and, but there will be interaction on like Wednesdays or something. A lady lost her mind. (laughs) I, you guys are compromising my child's education. And I was like, lady, look around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as a parent, it's also your responsibility to teach your kids. For sure. Like, it's it's not just, you just don't want to rely on the school system. Teach your kids, open the, the school books. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, we all want it to go back to normal. We all want the kids to be able to sit safely in those classrooms and, and be taught the way that they have been all the years before. Um, but we also have to take into account that there's have, there has been a, I mean, I'm not trying to minimize 9-11, but yeah. this might be more impactful than even 9-11. I mean, it's destroyed I think our from economy. A, a, an economical standpoint, and, yes. And, and, and not only that, I mean, yeah. the lives that have been affected by this are, it's everybody. Yeah. You know, 9-11, if you had a loved one in that building, your, yeah. your world was destroyed. Yeah. Okay? But or first I, responders. Or, or yeah. yeah, any of that. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm... I, again, I'm not trying to make not light of 9-11. That was uh, awful. But this is also something that's uh, never going to be forgotten. Yeah, it's worldwide. And it's affecting every yeah. single person. And it's not just here in the U.S. It's worldwide. Yeah. It's very far-reaching. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I get it, man. I, there's some people that are are not capable of adapting, you know? Yeah, and I, I would say my, be hurt. my stint in the Army was... <laughs> has taught me to be adaptive in, in, for in sure. nature, you know, adapt and overcome, in every way, <laughs> move forward, you know, and I try to preach that to my kids and my family. I'm yeah. like, Hey, this is the situation. Now we must do it. Yeah. You know, real quick, uh, for anybody listening to this, LJ is not trying to be braggadocious and saying that, uh, by some type of, 
military tactical gunfighter kind of way that he's adaptable what he's talking about is living in a room with four other people yeah. you got you know no room there's a lot of different yeah. situations i'm, I'm not going to hyper focus on yeah. one but adaptable in the sense that shit is never going the way it was planned and right. you are going to have to change the way you're living constantly your, almost daily your life your work schedule whether your, it's deployment training mission yeah. uh, just regular operations at the uh, unit i mean it's always changing so he he, he wasn't making that statement to be yeah. braggadocious i just no. i mean you and i get it i yeah. knew exactly what you meant but i didn't want somebody to be like oh this and guy thinks he's so tough no i don't <laughs> but and you can't run away. That's nah, the there's thing. nowhere to go. They own you. You know, <laughs> you know, so you're you're overseas and you're just you know, you're waking up, going to work. <laughs> you know, at least work over here. If you don't like somebody, you can steer clear. No, I got to work with that guy yeah. on that thing. You know, so you just learn to to deal with that. So um, now everybody needs to join the army. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Go go from high school straight to the army. This is <laughs> so. This is this is totally off subject, but. Um, so like the uh, what are we TMC the Troop Medical Center yeah 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 what is that what it's called I think it's uh, Troop Medical Clinic or something. yeah something like yeah. that well anyway whenever whenever people started talking about government uh, controlled healthcare I immediately compared that to the TMC I'm like oh uh uh-uh. I've seen this or the I VA. know I know or the VA <laughs> yeah. yeah so anyway. I I feel like we we did gain some very obscure um, understandings of of different things that seem to pop up yeah. intermittently in life. That uh, being in the military gave us uh, an unforeseen insight into. Tell you. you know? Oh, you uh, mean I can't leave my house and yeah. You know, oh, okay. And the veterans are sitting back in their lazy boy going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Oh, and I got internet this time at least, you know. Yeah. So it's like, and I've got all my content. I've got my Netflix. I've got my documentary. You mean right Amazon there. will just deliver yeah. shit to my door? I like it. We're good here. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, <laughs> what's the next season of whatever coming out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for some people, it is crazy. But, you know, I have, uh, meetings at work and it's funny I can just hear kids in the background and uh, it cracks me up because you'll hear coworkers like they, they forget to mute and they're like listen <laughs> sit down don't put the, is that yours <laughs> this is during a meeting is that yours all I'm asking for is about five minutes that's what I'm asking for that's the these are things that I'm cracking put that down or you know one lady are, they, are all these recorded I wish they were, man. And then uh, one time a cat jumped on somebody and like, ow, all over the, there's like 10 people on the phone call. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's everything okay. You know, uh, all this pain and and I'm being ridiculous here, but all this pain and suffering might be worth all the ridiculous videos are going to come out of this because I've heard so many crazy stories about Zoom meetings and uh, comparative programs where people are, same thing, you know. I uh, unintentional was, comedy. I was on a. We had a last minute. No, it wasn't a last minute meeting, but it was planned. But you know, typically we get on the phone and we don't. We don't, we don't put a video on. Yeah. You know. So we get on, and this particular video, they're like, go ahead and uh, turn your cameras on, guys. You know. And so I run downstairs, and I grab a polo shirt throw it on I'm rushing I have 
a beard out to here. With Cheetos sticking out of it. Yeah. Syrup. <laughs> <laughs> so so I run upstairs. I turn my camera on. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, I look halfway through. All right. Um, and then my compadre turns it on. And oh my God. I lost it when he turned his camera on. First off, his hair was just <laughs> out. Uh, and he had the biggest... Fu Manchu, his hair was all crazy. And then in the How back, long had it been since y'all seen each other? Probably three months. <laughs> and he had, he had, what made it all, <laughs> I, I'll show you this picture. I'll find it. If you'll share it with me, I, I'll put it up on this video. I, man, I can't, because it's a co-worker. But, okay. But, uh, but I'll show, show it to you, you. <laughs> so you can, you can, but he, it, what topped it? <laughs> He had a giant Smurf on the wall in the background. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so there he is, hair all flared out, you know, uh, just, you know, everything everywhere. And he's grinning from ear to ear. And he's like, hey, yeah, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have any uh, hair products. <laughs> just, just owning it. Yeah, and I had, I love this guy, man. He is so funny. Well, you, you know that had to go through his mind, too. Like, okay, here are my options. Here we go. And one of the options was own it, and that's what he went yeah. with. Own it with the Smurf <laughs> in the background. Was he in the kids' room, or is that his office? <laughs> he doesn't have kids. <laughs> so he can't, he can't blame it on children. It was a five-foot Smurf. It was huge. Oh, it's not like a poster. No, no, no. It was a big, it was a fat head, like one of those fat head things. Oh, okay. And, uh... Man, he popped on, and I, I tried everything to keep my composure. <laughs> no, you didn't. I was like, oh no, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, and then, so oh, I said, I'm God. getting a picture. I can't do this. I have to get a picture. So, well, I'm not even seeing it. You got me laughing harder than I, I have all day. So, I'm telling you, and yeah, I called the guy after, and he was like, <laughs> well, you know, they said turn it on. Yeah. So I said, goodness gracious, man. What have you been doing these last few months? Like, I can't judge, but my gosh. You know. Well, he didn't have a kid, so, you know, he doesn't have commitments to run out of the house. He works from home. Yeah. This is what happens, man. (sighs) Yeah. And people, uh, you know, you're you're hearing people talk about it already, but, you know, the COVID weight that people are putting on. Dude, you can't go anywhere. You can't even go to your gym. Yeah. And. But, I mean, and, and. did you know, and I heard this, there was a like a worldwide weight shortage. Weight it's, shortage? Yeah. So, okay. So, when this whole thing popped off, my my wife loves to... Oh, 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 on dumbbells yeah. and plates and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she loves to work out. Okay. So, I'm like, we've got to invest in a home gym. How far into this were we? Oh, gosh. Probably like two months. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're, I was you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. So, so... We go. She goes out, and I go go out and start getting the stuff, and we're gonna make our own home gym. And she's like, "There is no way. It's everything. The only thing Even left. Even online, the only thing left is a, a two point five pink mm-hmm. uh, weight. We've got some. <laughs> yeah, I know. We walked into Walmart. It was the same thing, man. But then yeah. uh, a buddy of mine, he was setting up a, a gym at the house because they closed down the gym, and this dude is just, I mean, yeah. jacked. Yeah. Uh, he he looks like an action figure. How are those guys surviving right they're, now? They're they're I mean they're in their bench pressing their dining room table I guess I don't know but I mean so anyway he was he was going through that problem too and he he was trying to get something real basic yeah and he couldn't and so he had to find what he needed by come 
combining like things from different places. I mean, he had to get yeah. innovative. You know, yeah. he, he he couldn't just. Well, I guess that's it. Everything I've been working on my entire life, I'm just gonna have to let it go. Yeah, you, you're gonna see some real sad individuals too, because whenever you have that much muscle and yeah. you just let it go, dude. What can you do? No bueno. I mean, for me, uh, I started this. I said, okay, we're we're not gonna have weights. So we did get some medicine balls. So that was great. Yeah, you can do a lot um, with that. And Kettle, we have kettlebells. Uh, we couldn't find those. Yeah. And then uh, we got a bench. We got pull up bars. And literally, man, you can achieve a lot by doing body weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I ride my bike. You know, we, my, my wife runs. And, man, it works. You know, I feel myself getting shot. I mean, there's stuff you can do. Yeah. But for those big dudes. Yeah, they need some serious I don't weight. know. Yeah. I don't. How are they getting their supplement? There's got to be a supplement shortage. I bet you there is. I mean, because I don't know if you know this, but, well, and I might be wrong. So, with... <laughs> Don't ever take anything I say uh, as a fact. It's yeah. just an idea or a thought that was in my head, and I'm sharing it now with the world. But uh, I believe that all creatine supplements come directly from China, China. and that's that's a staple to a lot of these supplements. So, yeah. and I, I think most of that yeah. stuff is made across the pond anyway. Yeah, it's cheaper, you yeah, know. It's cheaper. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I walked into GNC probably, I don't know two months into this and I just wanted some pre-workout yeah no problem they had everything on the shelves so maybe it's not that big of a deal but yeah, then again not. who the hell's shopping at GNC apparently nobody because they go out of business <laughs> I think vitamin shops right behind them but I yeah I shouldn't be laughing but I, that place it's always been overpriced and yeah. I can't believe anybody has ever shopped there hey man you want these uh, thermogenic pills what do they do oh they they uh, and I'm the GNC guy uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well they uh, you know they burn fat while oh, you're that's cool you're you're just sitting really it's i don't like, have to oh, work yeah. out so i don't have to work out no, no yeah you don't have to work out well, what's this little asterisk right here next to that statement oh it's, that? It, it may cause death but uh-huh. we've never seen it what's the other asterisk because there's two diarrhea okay but that's how you lose the weight what's this about <laughs> what's this about not tested uh anywhere and uh there's no way to uh validate what we've put on the label right you just what's could that? be ingesting anything yeah you could be ingesting my mini blinds <laughs> but <laughs> in, ca- in capsule form but, <laughs> but but uh and then you're like all right you get to the register and they they swipe that thing and it's like 65.99 for 12 pills and i'm like whoa well, hey, you could save a dollar if you sign up. If you sign up for yeah. the gold card, uh-huh. save a dollar. 5% interest. And uh, 6%. I found myself, like you said, I found myself going, I'm good. I'll yeah. just go get no. some. I'll just go get some uh, turmeric from, well, the, when I was a from kid. the store. Yeah, when I was a kid, man, I'd, I would buy stuff like that because you believe it. You know, here it is. Yeah. Somebody says that it'll do this. Yeah. So you spend just an ungodly amount of money on it. Uh, but as you get older and you realize that everything's bullshit, everything, no matter what industry you're looking into, uh, and you understand sales and marketing, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't need that. No. I'll go get my protein from peanut butter. Yeah. I've seen, and you can, and I've seen, yeah, it's sad because I do see that. I was part of that that generation, and then I see an upcoming generation, and they're just, you know, so jacked and they're putting all that stuff and I'm thinking in about 60 years we're really going to start to see what we put in our bodies oh, because yeah. we'll know we'll know that you know we were putting you know because we're just now finding out stuff that 
it, <laughs> just not talking about lead-based paint. Like, <laughs> not too far, yeah. You know, so, Asbestos, so, that, was, know, that was a thing about, what, 20 years ago. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's in everything. But it, it's, <laughs> it's been there for like, you know, 50, 100 years. I don't know. So, yeah, it, and so you, you could be putting asbestos-type material in your body and don't know it until you're 50 or 60 in your liver. Mm. Or or this issue or that well, issue. So yeah. the most damaging thing that I've heard of recently is that all of the lab mice that we tested out this stuff on, mm-hmm. whether it was cosmetic products or foods or you know pharmaceuticals, whatever, all of the rats came from one place, mm. and um, these rats were engineered differently. Um, yeah, and something about their telomeres being longer or shorter, and telomeres have something to do with cell division. Again, I don't know shit. <laughs> but anyway, all these rats are coming from the same laboratory, and uh, they're they're doctored. They're different, and oh, they're wow. they're actually more resilient than a regular biological creature. And the reason that we're using rats in the first place is because their immune system and their they cell division, it's, it's similar, similar to the way ours yeah. works, right? And they're cheap, yeah. right? It's, it's easy to run experiments on these things because they're cheap. But, they're, they're cheap and they reproduce quickly. But they're resistant. They're resistant. So and it had something to do with telomeres, and I don't know what that is. How come we can't be resistant? Um, because then that levels the playing field. I think it's illegal. Uh, it's Isn't probably, it? It's probably illegal. start jacking with my telomeres. Tel- tel- telomeres. I think, yeah. <laughs> I need to look that up before I, I keep honestly, talking about it. Yeah, I thought anyway, that. so to to your point though, yeah. Even the stuff that was FDA, I'm making air quotes here, FDA approved or you know laboratory yeah. tested, whatever, still might be killing us. We don't know. Yeah. And there are there are exact examples of that where they ran it through the full gamut of testing. And then started giving it to the public. And I mean, killing people dead left and right. They're like, oh, well, let's stop giving people that. Because uh, apparently we were wrong. You it happens know, all the time. When you were talking about those rats <laughs> just a second ago, I thought, you're like, you know the rats and that they're testing all this stuff on. I, In my mind, I said, is he going to say that they formed a, a society of Democrats and Republicans and became... <laughs> I, I, You're talking my, about underground lizard people. Yeah, my my mind went. <laughs> I was like, okay, so they like. Did Here they, we go. I said, I'm like, where where are we going with this, Andrew? Right. And you're like, oh no, they just had telomeres. And I was like, oh, all right, let me pull that one back in. It's far more normal. Put it back in my expecting. pocket, but bring it back out and put it out there because that's me. So we've had some, you know, for those of you don't know, we've had some wild, oh yeah, conversations. Well, I know. would, I would literally, I would, I would stop what I was doing in the middle of the day. Leon worked in the back of the shop. We we worked at an aircraft uh, maintenance facility together, and he was the guy that would go in after I finished a task, and he'd make sure I didn't screw it up or leave a tool in some uh, critical area. He, he's basically my boss. So he would come out and check my work. But anyway, I would, I would stop in the middle of a project, and I'd go check on Leon because he'd, he'd be back there just who knows what he's doing. And sometimes he'd have something crazy to say, or I would, but we'd get into some of the most ridiculous conversations. Way out there. Yeah. Way out there. It could but, be about space, aliens. It could be about anything. But, you know, I think where you and I align is like nothing's off limits to actually analyze. Yeah, you know? yeah. Some people are like, well, you know, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's great. But can we look at why that person maybe said that? Yeah. And 
where that comes from. Yeah. And I've, I've built on that over yeah. the years. I mean, as the world has gotten more and more ridiculous, it becomes more important to be an analytical thinker. Yeah. To think for yourself and not listen to what people are saying I'm because telling you. it, it's just, it, it's Gr- critical now. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, people aren't even allowed to make their own decisions oh, no. or think Better for not. themselves. Yeah. Better. Yeah. But you know, that's why uh, a few weeks back I posted a, a thing about group think and the whole premise of the, the, the group thing thing, and, it, and I could be getting the shuttle wrong, but they found that when they went back and uh, studied one of the space shuttles that blew up. Like Apollo? No, no. This was, I want to say Challenger, or I can't okay. remember which one. Shuttle but they project. found that there were too many like-minded people in the manufacturing and testing and quality and it was like very much a yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And anybody who said, "Hey, let's slow down, get out, let's look at this," it goodbye, was, Frank. It was it was goodbye. Get that box. <laughs> and they found that that from the smallest microchip all the way up to the assembly of that thing, that's what led they believe led to that. Yeah. And so I said, "Man, that is that's deep," you know, yeah. uh, because I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, "Hey, don't cut people off during this whole thing." Uh, have a conversation for sure you know try to understand their points and it was like some people were like nah I don't want to hear that point and I said to me you're limiting yourself you realize we've monetized political correctness right I mean we've made it profitable for people to only follow the agenda and and uh, one step further we've demonized anybody that steps out of the the norm right which is just right. i and yeah. I, i'm watching this i'm sitting back and i'm yeah. looking at it and i'm going mm, unless this changes we are completely screwed yeah because you've got scientists doctors professors at universities if they stand i mean they're and, all stupid and i'm going to get myself in trouble here they're all just dumb. because this is on a public platform and yeah. i'm just going to tell you a fact but this will probably get me in trouble Uh-oh. professors at universities are are having their tenure revoked because they're saying um actually there are only two biological choices that we can go yeah. as far as gender is concerned removed get out yeah. goodbye nope hmm. you're a bigot and uh we don't need you here I've seen it, you know. That's I'm. I've seen it both ways, <laughs> and uh, both ways, and like the way you said, and, and then other ways, and and I, I think as a society, it's not we don't have to ostracize each other, no. and we can disagree, but gosh, man, we don't have to be mean, <laughs> like yeah. mean about it. Yeah. Like, just have a civil disagreement, you know. But and to be clear i'm i'm just that's one example that i'm citing but it's happening all over the place oh yeah all over and, different and things step, the mask no mask thing yeah, the that's you a know great one. there's so many different dynamics and and people are just getting ostracized left and right and i'm yeah. like whoa man we don't have to be but i think part of it is everybody's been under this quarantine and they got pent up aggression that's true but yeah. i mean we were we were already we were headed far that way. down this path yeah. before Quarantine started, yeah. but I I think that the right. uh, the, uh, the the rioting might be a direct result of having people pent up in their homes and losing their jobs. And yeah. I mean, I think that's. Have Have you watched? Do you watch uh, Netflix doc- documentaries? I'm a Netflix junkie. Hi, my name is Andrew. This is my <laughs> first meeting. So I I watched uh, LA ninety two the other day. I think I posted this on my Facebook. Okay. LA ninety two is about the LA riots uh, in nineteen ninety two. And 
I lived in LA in Inglewood during that time. You're seven so, at the time, eight, something like that. Yeah, was it eight? Yeah, about eight, eight seven. So I was my son's age. Yeah, and uh, I remember being at like my my dad. We would have to go out, or we we need to pick up the neighbor for something or whatever, and it was crazy. Yeah. It was lunacy. But going back as an adult and watching the documentary about the, the series of events that led up to how that riot started, if you close your eyes, we're living it again. Yeah, for and, sure. And But on a nationwide scale. And so it's, to me, we haven't learned our lesson and we go through the cycle. Now, some people say it's a, a political cycle. I just, you know... We're, we're doomed to, to keep repeating these things. And, you know, for me, it's like, do I condone the writing? No. But do I understand the, the frustration? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And so can we achieve, can we achieve balance there that, that these people have, are upset? They're upset. They're angry. They've been pent in some, some, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Some of them uh, have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. They are in a bad economic way. It's frustrating. So it's like you understand it, but then some people are just like because maybe they've never been in that type of situation before or whatever, they just refuse to see it. And again, you don't have to condone it, but try to understand, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, some people are like, no, I don't understand. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's the thing about me. If you don't want to understand it, I get that. Yeah. But I don't judge you for it. Yeah. You know, we're we're really judgy. Really yeah. Judgy society, man. Well, and I, you know, I've broken it apart as many different ways as I can in my head, and uh, I'm not glad that all of this destruction is happening. But I am glad that I am of a sound state of mind enough and of an age where I understand what's going on, and I'm able to absorb this information mm-hmm. because it has brought a lot of things into focus right. for me. Yeah, having seen this, mm-hmm. um, and you're absolutely right. One, you got every right to be upset. People, yeah. people need to be extremely upset. Yeah. Two, yeah, don't be so damn judgy. Like yeah. if if you if you feel like you can't understand the situation or 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 what mentality would put people in a place where they could act like that or you know demonstrate in that fashion, then you probably need to spend a little more time thinking on it. It's it's a lot of things going on that uh, that you could you could argue this. A thousand different ways. Right. But what it boils down to is that we're lucky to even exist in this place, in this time, in this reality. Mm-hmm. And um, if everybody operated with more love and oh, yeah. gratitude, yeah. we'd be fine. You know what I find? I agree I agree with what you're saying. I had trouble putting that. More. I didn't quite. No, I get it. No, no. And, and it boils down to that more. It's about more love. Love thy neighbor. Love. You know what I mean? And. But what I find is two things, pride and the uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. People don't want to have, they don't want to have, because that's like, it's opening, you know, it's opening up a box mm-hmm. and it's going to make me feel uncomfortable to have this conversation. So that's the first thing I, I have. And then the pride thing is where I could have been wrong this whole time about this and that's okay and i'm not turning back uh, and that's yeah. the problem and so <laughs> so there are there's people there's been people that come out and said man i've looked at this 
completely wrong for mm-hmm. like five, six years. And I love that because it's like, man, to me, that's growth because you're able to, you're yeah. able to go back and say, regardless of what you think, you're able to go back and say, I looked at some things wrong yeah, and uh, publicly admit that Yeah, to me, that's growth. And that should be okay. It should be fine. But it's, it's like for some people, it's just like, nope, no matter how much evidence I put in, in, in front of you or we see or whatever, I'm not going to look at that, but I will talk about this. Well, and our and, society doesn't allow that right now yeah, because you got yeah. people digging up dirt from somebody that's like, you know, a 70 year old man that said something back in the day that was acceptable and probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. But he said it back then when it was acceptable. So now we need to crucify him for it now. And it's like, yeah, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have. But I don't know. There needs to be a little bit of, like you said, people need to be able to change their mind or, you know, grow a little bit. And we should be proud of people that are able to grow and uh, reach a deeper level of understanding for sure. Because I know, like, for example, to your point, Black Lives Matter. When I first started hearing that, yeah. I'm like, that is, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to get at there, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I can really get behind that. Right. Just because it's, you know, I'm hearing Black Lives Matter, and then immediately I'm hearing people going, well, all lives matter. And then I'm like, yeah, well, that okay. See, yeah. see, that's probably why I was having a hesitation there. And then later on, I I read some, no, I, uh, I don't remember the guy's name. I, I don't know if he's a rapper or who it was said it's okay um he, he was talking about black lives matter and he said that's like me showing up kind of what i just said he said it's like showing up to a breast cancer awareness march saying all cancer saying all cancer yeah. and he said that's okay fam but right now we're marching for breast cancer you know <laughs> yeah. and and you know it, it's it's childish that that's the thing that got me to and yeah. i but it so it got me back to okay you know what? That's right. And then yeah. I posted something up like that, like, and it said, uh, you know, I understand that all lives matter right now. We're talking about black lives matter yeah. and it's because we're at risk. Right. And I'm like, yep. I posted that up on my Facebook. And then two, three weeks later, the, the message of BLM started to change and it splintered off. So now you got people that are BLM, like they, they're, they're of the, the thought process that I had whenever I posted that up, like right. we're, we're marching for BLM right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All lives matter, but we're talking about BLM right now. Yeah. So you got that group of people that are on board with that. Right, right. And then you got some people trying to make it what it's not. BLM is starting to, for some people turn into this, um, uh, furious, yeah. aggressive thing where yeah. it's okay to find a random parked car on a street in a neighborhood you don't like yeah. and bash the windows out because BLM like that's not yeah. that's not what the message is it's not it's not what it was intended it's to be not but there is a select group of people that will pull that message the violence message and they will mm-hmm. completely use it to uh paint a narrative of a group that's trying to make positive change that's right that's peaceful that's out there trying to uh politically lobby for these things some people don't you know they don't believe it um i think that the number of people that that would disagree with blm is very very minimal except for the people that are doing what you're talking about where they're focusing on the violence yeah and they're going all right mm -mm, no but that's why it's important to take all the things right 
and develop your own idea yeah. and stop listening to the damn news channels and just be a critical thinker. But yeah, I just right. like for me, it's anomaly that it's an anomaly that you can't say, what's this about? Let me look into it. Mm-hmm. Let me see what the message is. Oh, I see. Oh, it, no, it's, I'm going to get my facts off of a meme and uh, <laughs> I'm going to push that. Those are truly to me, the divisive people. Yeah. Um, I, I've said it, you know, and people take it how they want. I, I said, I, I saw somebody post, this is not the way you peacefully protest, right? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, I said, oh, man, like five years ago, a guy kneeled down and America lost its mind. Mm-hmm. And it was, disres- it was disrespecting the troops and the flag. And I remember at that time, very impartial to everything, mm-hmm. thinking, I don't feel disrespected. Yeah. I listened to I listened to his interview. Mm-hmm. He was talking about police brutality, this, that, that. And then I also f- followed him and he was providing uh, uh clothes for kids, sold all his Jordans to pay for, you know, suits and ties and kids to know their rights and feeding them. And I watched the public completely crucify this man in his career. Yeah. And I was like, man, even if you don't agree with it, look at what he's doing for the community. Mm-hmm. And and then I would see people go, you know, he, I wish he just he should just shut up and play football, or he should just shut up and and uh, put his money where his mouth is. And I'm like, well, you know, he, he, he is. If you're paying attention, if, if, if you're looking, he is. But well, mind. I I didn't know all that. I yeah. didn't know that Kaepernick was doing all that he's, other stuff. He's got a whole campaign called Know Your Rights. Yeah, teaches to underprivileged kids. He sold the Jordan collection, did all this stuff. That's awesome. He took his money and he put it back into the community. And a lot of people. Tell, talk about, you know, LeBron James and they're like, you know, put your money where your mouth is. The man built an entire school, <laughs> an entire school for underprivileged kids. Yeah. Put your money where you, that's, that's it. Yeah. Right. Well, but you're right. Like, People aren't seeing the, nah, they're, they're just seeing the memes. You need to be quiet. Yeah. You're an athlete. You don't have a voice. You know, you make millions of dollars. And I go, <clears throat> I said the other day to somebody, I said, you act as, you act as if they came from privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. Right now they have money. But some of these guys, that was their only way out was yeah. to play basketball and they were gifted enough to make it to college yeah. and just become a millionaire and just now get their foot in the door. That's like, you know, the one yeah. percent. Exactly. Everybody how, else, how many other people yeah. didn't make it to that level? Everybody yeah. else is back there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I just get so frustrated. But I realized that and this is not to be like an age biased thing but I realized that it's like the older you get the more set in your ways you get about stuff mm-hmm. and those are the hardest people to try to and even when you provide facts to people they're like nope not gonna accept that do you that, feel like that's fake news and I'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> read read it's, it's, but it's, it's right. well you know all news is slanted okay so I went to eight different sources here and my 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 argument is now minimized all right but i i like what you're talking about because you're not talking about what cnn said or what fox news said you're you're going to his social media and you see what he's actually doing that's that's an excellent way to to make an opinion if you're going to be judging some some individual uh rather than just off of memes and 
Because I, I, I saw it, what you're talking about. I saw it on both spectrums, you know, people calling him a hero and me not having looked at his social media. Yeah. Whenever people would call him a hero, I'd just be like, um, yeah. I don't see what you're talking about. Right. But it makes sense why people would feel strongly about what he was doing with what you're talking about. I think people considered him a hero, uh, a, a hero only because he he was he is talented regardless of what anybody else says <laughs> looking at this he was talented i didn't think he was the most talented quarterback but certainly more talented than most of the people. future and he literally he literally lost his entire career yeah and eric reed for a little bit was out of football nobody would touch him he was like a cancer mm-hmm. but these people again we're going to go back it was i thought it was peaceful and i thought it was Respectful. Um, there was like the story of a soldier who told him, "Don't sit on the bench; instead, take a knee." Uh, there was all this information out there, so I was like, "Why are we getting so mad about this?" Yeah. And uh, well, we're polarized, and everybody has to have an you opinion, have to have right? a side. Yeah. You have to have a side, and so it really and you get to pick one of two. So, so there's right now there's a faction of people that are like, "I see it now. I mm-hmm. see what was going." Yeah, this was kind of we kind of went the wrong way in, in these large corporations, whatever. But then there's a group of people that are still like, no, 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 well, that, that doesn't count. And those are the ones reacting to the far swing of the pendulum. I mean, right. you got people that are at this point, Kaepernick, what was that? Six years ago. Yeah. It was right around the election. It was, it was around election time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So more like four. Four, five, half, four, yeah. five, maybe six. Yeah. Now the pendulum from from that has swung so far to the other direction that we are now literally defunding police departments in certain cities. See, I think so. That the people that you're talking about that are just at a ten about yeah. the whole thing in the other direction. That's what they're seeing. They're seeing the police departments being defunded. You know, they're seeing these videos probably propagated best on Fox News of people <laughs> tearing down stores and protesting like <laughs> that. I'll tell you right now, I've, I've talked to people that were actually at the protest and, and I've done podcast episodes with them, but the way the protests were handled here in Fort Worth, and I can only speak for the city that I'm in, um, it's nothing like the way it was being portrayed on the news. No. People are saying that it was yeah. one way or the other. I'm here to tell you, the police officers, the, the protesters, everybody that was involved with that, um, it was far more controlled there was much more love and gratitude involved yeah. in, in what actually happened than mm-hmm. what is being portrayed on the news. Yeah. So the especially people for that Fort you're Worth. talking about that are just like, Mm-mm. that's what they're seeing. Yeah. And, and it's because they're watching the narratives that are being pushed by both networks, yeah. CNN and Fox News. Yeah. F them both. I- Stop watching the news. <laughs> make your own opinion. But just incredible stuff. You got uh, officers in complete SWAT garb, you know, rifles out. I, well, I don't know if the rifles are out, but I saw a guy with a baton. And anyway, there's one officer, he's on the ground in the middle of all this taking a knee. Yeah. And so Kaepernick, I mean, that's where yeah. that started. Yeah. That's where it started. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and, and I got to say for the most part, I think we did have a little squabble on the West seventh bridge, there but, was. For, but for the most part, it was super peaceful and super inclusive around here. It yeah. was crazy. Cause like I had a friend, I have a friend who, either led a protest or was part of, he live streamed mm-hmm. man and it was probably a few miles from here the amount of horn honks and support from all the different races. in what city is this 
It was it was here. It was uh he probably so he was across Heritage Trace, so technically Fort Worth probably. Keller, Fort Worth yeah. area. And there was about maybe twenty, thirty of them yeah. with signs. And uh the amount of support was crazy. And I said, you know what? You're right, because if I look at the news, it's one thing. But when I look on his live stream, yeah, I see a community that wants to rally around. Yeah. And um, even on this Facebook page for our community, it can be divisive at times. But it it was all about, hey, let's commute together. Mm-hmm. Or just, uh, let's have a community together. Let's have a discussion. Uh, Zoom meetings were yeah. put on. People were super, like, a part of it. Yeah. And so if we can do it in this little microcosm of, of Fort Worth, we should be able to do it nationwide. And I think people, I, I, people are starting to listen to these podcasts a lot more. Yeah. These conversations right here, oh, yeah. these are what's important. I yeah. mean, okay. We've been talking for an hour and a half. We've got a lot of stuff that's been covered and we're trying to keep it light and yeah. two friends that haven't seen each other in years and we're catching up. But we're also exchanging ideas. We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. some shit that most people do not want to talk about because you'll the get, uncomfortable conversation. You'll you'll, you'll, you'll yeah. get uh, you'll get a finger shake shook in your face. Well, we but, probably will get a, fun, a finger. Oh shook yeah, in for our sure. Face. Yeah. Especially like you know, five years down the road, somebody's <laughs> going to go back, listen to this, and comment on it probably, and be like, "You were an idiot." Oh well, yeah, well, I tried to tell you at the beginning, I'm an idiot. So, but anyway, I I think that news has gotten to the point where it, you know, it's a money machine and they're yeah. going to do whatever they can to Generating make themselves head, relevant. Uh, Otherwise they'll go the way of the newspaper and the libraries because right. it was, it was a phenomenon uh, probably 20 years ago. People started to, to watch the comedy central uh, fake, literally fake yeah. news channels yeah. to get their news. Yeah. There, there was something talking about our generation was getting more news from those programs than the actual yeah. news. The big corporations. Yeah. yeah. And because it was enjoyable and we didn't want to listen to a bunch of old gray haired yeah. shitheads talking about stuff we didn't care. Yeah. So we started paying attention to Comedy Central and yeah. that caught people's attention. Anyway, so, fast so, forward to now, people are starting to turn to things like podcasts and, yeah. you know. So I think this is where people need to go and get their news. They need to find people that they trust to to help sort through yeah. the information. And yeah. uh, I'm certainly not the person. And I, I in episode one, I tell people, like, this is not a political podcast. It will not be a political podcast. Yeah. And it's not. And yeah. it will never be. But these are just conversations. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. I think that's where it's at, man. I, I, I think this is important. I agree with you. I mean, I, sometimes I would... <laughs> I have to go get my news source from other other things. For sure. Like you said, and a lot of it is um, education, and uh, I can't yeah. say I learned a lot about, I can't say I learned a lot in college. I, I did learn <laughs> some stuff. But the one thing I learned that I took away from after finishing my MBA was research. Yeah. You know, because, you know, in, in school, not all the time can you just flop some BS out there mm-hmm. because I had, there were professors I had that would be like, it come back a terrible grade. And they were like, this is all surface. Where <laughs> is the, where is the matter? You know, where is the, And so like, I really had to go back and start studying. And I think for me, I fell in love with the process of research. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to fall in love with whatever I'm researching to make sure that I'm uh, uh, approaching it with the veracity and, you know, 
the the correct intent to get the entire truth yeah. or whatever. And and even if I I have that truth and it's wrong or I miss the point, I try to make it a point to say, well, I was wrong about that. Absolutely. Or, yeah. You know. Uh, but then it's and I tell my wife this all the time: if you're wrong and you say on Facebook, <laughs> if you say you're right, I was I was wrong about that. God, it takes the fire out of people. Yeah, it does. And, and, and then yeah. they're like, well. Caveat to that, you should I never can't. have any serious conversation on Facebook, ever. End of story. I had this entire paragraph that I just dictated <laughs> out. delete all this shit. That I was going to destroy this guy with. <laughs> you know, so I've had to have, you know, speaking of Facebook, um, I've had to have some back channel conversations with people. Yeah. It gets heated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people have reached out to me. And I've reached out to them. I, I'm, I've even gone and grabbed a beer with somebody that I had yeah. a confrontation with. And he, something about the interaction and the face-to-face changed the dynamic. Absolutely. And he was like, dude, I see it. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, I went into it. I went into it with a, with a mind like, I shouldn't expect him to change, but I should try to show him how I feel about, about these things. Yeah. And man, I went in and I covered like two or three points and he was like, I see it. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, I never looked at it like that before. And so something about having those in person, that's why I say don't cut people off. Go have a, if you can't squash it on Facebook, yeah. if you can't have a phone call, which I've done too, go to a, you know, Go somewhere, yeah. because I believe the only way we can progress as a society is to have actually have meaningful conversation. Yeah. I've put that on my Facebook so many times. Meaningful conversation. Leave your feelings at the door. Let me tell you about my experiences. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, you tell me about your experiences. Now let's come together. And you know what I find? People with kids, it's easier to put things in perspective for them. Really? Not say anything about. You know, if you don't have kids or not. How dare you? <laughs> but, like, you know, uh, for instance, I said, uh, I asked him, I said, you know, you have girls. Do you think at some point in your life, <clears throat> your girls will not get a job position or not make it in life because they're simply because they're girls? And he said, yeah. And I said, now imagine that. And let's throw a color on top of it and pretend we can't pretend like the color doesn't matter to some people. Right. And he said, man, I said, I said, I have to tell my kids they got to work double hard because they may encounter those barriers in life. And he was like, I like the way you wear that too. He, I, the, I like the way you word that. I kind of tripped over my tongue. Yeah. May, because not everybody is like that. No, but you may run into these assholes. Yeah. And yeah. I tell them, you know, you, you, right. You, you, I couldn't put rose-colored glasses no. on them and be like, I, I had to have the conversation. Yeah. There may be a person that judges you for your skin. Yeah. And when I told him, like like people judge people for their gender. You mm-hmm. know, we're just getting through these glass ceiling type, you know, right. talks in the corporate world. And I'm like, there may be a time where you may be the best candidate. And you're like, what happened? And I'm And I'm not saying it's that. But these people exist. Mm-hmm. Some are hidden. Yeah. Some are 
outright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so um, it's important to develop allies by educating and having conversations. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't polarize the people that don't understand our situation. We should sit down, have a talk, explain it, and think about how to put it in terms that they would understand. Yeah. Then pull it back full circle. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way. I've, I've made great progress with, with friends that way. Some yeah. people have deleted me. Well, I know who you are. <laughs> that's okay. You know what? Uh, you, by having these conversations with people that aren't willing to hear it any other way, you're doing two things. You're, one, you're opening a door to a person that might have been closed-minded. You might get through. Right. You might be able to make yourself um, heard to this person that has an opinion that they just can't be budged from. You might. Yeah. But two, and this will happen every time, if you're talking to somebody like that, you're sharpening your skills. You're, yeah. you're, making, uh, you're, you're putting a tool in your toolbox that you can use down the road um, to talk to people like that. I've noticed that I've gotten better at conveying mm-hmm. my message to people because I will not unfriend somebody on Facebook. First no. of all, like I, I, I'm going to keep saying this. Do not have serious conversations on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, any of that. You don't. You can't yeah. because th- there's too much lost in translation. Context. And yeah. it, it just never works out. But if you can get them on the phone yeah. and talk to them, like you're saying, to your yeah. point, and I'm really encouraged. Um, I, I like hearing that, that you're talking to your kids about these things because I really worry about that myself, not having children. Yeah. I look out into the what I'm seeing in front of me, and I'm thinking a large portion of this is how kids are being brought up. Now, if you're having these meaningful conversations with your kids at a young age, they're going to remember that. Yeah. And I, I, I know for a fact in my heart that the ones that are going to excel in this world are people that um, had parents that took time to explain some of these things to them. Yeah. You know, and some of us had to learn the rough way, but yeah, you know, I, you got a big head start if you understand the world uh, at an earlier age. I was really encouraged the onset of this. Be, like you talking about COVID or the riots, the riots, yeah, or the protests, protests. Let's call it protest. protest. Yeah, the the amount of young people I saw engaged yeah. of every race, mm-hmm. you know, because I think I firmly believe <laughs> the way you think, like you talked about earlier, and you're in these group settings with your your family, but since the 60s till now we've started integrating more and these kids don't really know a segregated society so mm-hmm. they come up together yeah you know and you have two friends mm-hmm. you know in the suburbs or wherever they're coming up together encountering the same things yeah. and then they see something that it's like i never viewed my friend that way right why is somebody viewing my friend that way and so i think you're seeing that a lot more with the younger generation they're like nah we're going out we're going to, I'm going to support you on this and we're going to go out here and do it. And so for me, that's been awesome to see. But then, you know, I get the old, old folks that are like, you know, nah, the young generation's stupid. They're dumb. Yeah. They're, they don't know what they're asking for. They just are a bunch of hippie, liberal communists, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, these are the people that are going to be running the world and this yeah. is how we want to talk about them. I'm sorry, did you grow up in the 60s? <laughs> I, t- I told a guy that. I'm like, yeah. he's like, yeah, no, the 60s were nothing like this. Oh, <laughs> I watched, <laughs> I watched, <laughs> the other day I watched a, uh, 
a documentary which they'll call fake news, but <laughs> about the sixties, and I was like, hmm, no, this looks dude. very similar. Yeah. Like chaos. Real rough. Uh, 60 wasn't it wasn't like that. And I was like, that's, oh, open that's a not... book. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. Dude, this, th- think about this. This entire time right now, it, it feels like another 60s because we're going to space again in America. <laughs> we've got civil rights issues. We've got econ- economic issues. Uh, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, man, if you close your eyes, it's like, Doc Brown bust down the door. Where is it? <laughs> right. So to me, I'm like, man. Did you watch the SpaceX thing? Which one? I, I the recent one where they put the the two and the Crew Dragon and sent them up to uh, the space station. I missed the live one, but yeah, I'm aware of it. Oh, it was it was great. Yeah, two NASA great. astronauts. For those of you that don't know, two NASA at NASA. Jesus, two NASA astronauts got in a uh, private company's spaceship shuttle a metal, metal tube that goes into space yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got into this thing it was it wasn't built by the united states government it was built by a private company yep. and nasa which is a government entity put two people employed by nasa into this privately ran company's rocket yeah they shot them into outer space and it docked with the international space station yeah that is the first time in that's history amazing. that that's happened right yeah yeah, we no, in our space. in our history, I, I suppose, because we were going on. Uh, NASA was they developed, and then for the years that they didn't, we were going up on uh, other countries. Russia, country, other countries, but yeah. that was also government funded. Russia's yeah. government was sending American uh, troops, uh, astronauts into space. Yeah. So this is the first time that a private company yeah. has uh, sent uh, government employed astronauts into space yeah. that, that's what i'm saying that's the first yeah now uh, spacex has been transporting uh government satellites into space for about what four or five years now uh, it's longer i think it's longer i, I don't maybe a full decade yeah something like spacex that. feels brand new to me so i'm just amazed at all of this yeah they're not see man they're not it's just they didn't get the publicity because uh, the rockets were blowing up initially and <laughs> in the beginning in yeah. the beginning yeah, and, yeah uh, they got that worked out but yeah. elon man <laughs> Hired some top talent, and they thought outside the box, and they developed something that is sustainable. Yeah. And so, if you didn't see it live, it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you get up, they got up into space, and I noticed. So these guys have it didn't look like they have any controls. Everything was touchscreen. It's like, you know, we went from steam gauges <laughs> to they're they're checking to telem- to telem- telemetry, and they're like, boop. Yeah. That looks right. Boop. You know, and I was like, man, that is so No cool. levers, no knobs. Nothing that I could see. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I cool. tried showing that to my kids. I mean, this is the guy that made uh, the Tesla, so. I like the Tesla. Have one you day, been in one? No, no, but I, hopefully I can own one. Yeah. At some time in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Leon, I'm going to get us out of here, man. We've been talking forever. And I am not complaining. This has been a good conversation. But I know you got a family and stuff to do, and I am starting to feel kind of guilty. So um, uh, I'm excited that you're starting up a new company or that you already have started one, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses. Let me know what I can do. Of course, yeah. What the Fort Worth Roots members can do to, not members, the people that listen to this show, whoever (laughs) they are. We we love you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you coming um, through. Yeah, let me know. Uh, anytime I need to share something on social media, hit me up. I will. And uh, one more time with the website. Shopgwdistrict.com. 
at GW District for both Facebook and Instagram. And just so you know, um, I decided at the beginning, or more, more accurately, I decided at the end of 2019 that I was not going to drink for a year. I wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. I've been hitting the sauce pretty hard, <laughs> right? Of course. So I decided I, I was going to wait, wait you know, just kind of taper it off a bit. So uh, at the end of the year, when I'm done with that mess, um, we should we should do this again and have drinks. <laughs> thank you, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for doing this. Fort Worth Roots listeners, thank you all for being here. And uh, we will have a, a Leon again uh, at, a, at a later date. All right. Thank you. Out of here. See ya. Shout to you, Thank you all for checking out another episode of Fort Worth Roots. I would talk to myself in a dark room with my nose on a wall, but it's way more fun whenever people are listening. So thank you. Thank you for being here. You guys know we have a YouTube channel, right? You can check out these recordings on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in Fort Worth Roots, and bam there you are. All the videos that we've done. Here's a great place to leave comments. You leave comments, I'll read them off at the end of the show. Another great idea that I had a couple episodes ago, you can record your voice on your phone through your recording app and send an MP3 file to media at fortworthroots.com and I'll incorporate that in the show. Thank y'all for being here. See you next time.